This is Matt Taven, and you've decided that you get it because you're listening to the Unsanctioned Podcast. Gotta bring the city back, let me know we still here, never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair, can't be shook. You know the wolf smell fair, don't mean it drunk, turn your man to a straight stick. No tire, just money. Unsanctioned Nation, welcome back. All is good. Not just because we've got a hot, fresh new episode of the Unsanctioned Podcast, not just because you're rocking with us, but because Big E. Is Mr. Money in the Bank? Reginald, 24 people in the back. Big big Reggie energy. Big Reggie energy. John Cena, Massachusetts' own, back in the picture, getting cheered, getting pops left and right, telling people who can see him and who can't see him. We're here. We're going to cover it all. Impact doing its thing. AEW doing its thing. Everyone is operating, firing off all cylinders. And so is the Unsanctioned Podcast. Again, thanks for rocking with us. I'm Luis Vasquez. Hit me up on Twitter at LuisVasquez617. This is your boy, Jay Holland, a.k.a. Jail City. The Connoisseur781 is in the building. Make sure y'all follow me across social media, man. Once again, that's the Connoisseur781. And I'm Julio June, <laughs> a.k.a. Young. JJ Switchblade, aka oh, okay. the nice one. Oh, you like that? You can find me at the juice on the score. Well. Yep, yep, yep. You know Get my switchblade on. Everybody, so someone, some, someone's making an impact over there. Someone's some, making some, an impact. Yeah, some, someone's making an impact for sure. In case for our situation right now, that is not a Jay Holland impersonator. That is Jay on the phone. Jay live, live and yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so on the phone. The Booker Man is out trying to make things happen. On the road, on the road, but it never stops. Never stops. stops. Never stops. Never settles. Can't stop. I was was trying to be live. I was trying to be live for Raw, but I just couldn't make it there in time. So, guess we'll have to catch him when they come to Boston on the 13th. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will definitely try to be there. I know Jay will. We'll see. We'll see if he uh, dishes out the invites. I don't know. We gotta talk to the Booker Man. Booker Man. Hey, any any hints that the Booker Man might be working on? Something here and there, maybe so, coming so, up in the future. Uh, the, the, the book of man may or may have not been uh, in contact with one former WWE employee mm. by the name of uh, Todd Phillips. So mm. we can, uh, we might be uh, trying to lock that in oh. real soon. Oh, uh, and and then there, there, there's another former WWE superstar that might be in the works as well. So, uh, you know what I mean, if if you guys are into fashion, I would say definitely tune in for that one as well. So, yeah, stay, you, stay you, keep, you keep releasing them, we'll keep picking them up. <laughs> Come here One first. man's trash is another man's interview. Let's hey, go. Right. <laughs> Minus the trash bags. We don't Minus the bags. <laughs> anyway, keep up with the Unsanctioned Podcast across all social media outlets at Unsanctioned PW. Send us a line, unsanctionedpodcast at gmail.com. And hey, hold up, real quick, real quick. Make sure you guys go follow us on YouTube, man. We have the YouTube Unsanctioned Podcast. Go find us, and, and we will be uploading content very soon in the near future. But make sure you guys go follow us. Support, support, support. We appreciate everything you guys have been doing throughout the pandemic, and we want to give back. Thank you. There's a lot of stuff on there already from before, which will surprise you, will not. But the biggest surprise listen, the most blockbuster listen on that account is the Ahmed Johnson interview when we first got him. And we were the ones to find oh, yeah. him Yo, come on. out of hiding. And he F- rocked F- with us and he trusted us. So give that one a listen. That, that, uh-huh. was, that, that was like a CM Punk pipe bomb when that interview came out. 
hot, hot, uh, hot. A lot, a lot of the stories you're hearing about Ahmed now and his controversies with some of the people he has controversies with now. Where did that start off? Mm-hmm. Live and direct here on the Unsanctioned Podcast years ago, many, many years ago, many moons. Yes. And we still ride with, fellas, fellas, you still know, ride with Ahmed. Fellas, real quick, we are coming up on our four-year anniversary, literally next week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? no, for real, for real? Like, I didn't know that. Like, for real, wow. three? I want, I want to say our very first episode took place on July 29th, 2017, with the world-renowned Sports Illustrated heavy hitter Justin Barrasso. J- Justin Barrasso. JB. Oh, JB, really? friend of the family. Wow. So we gotta wow. do something to commemorate that, fellas. We gotta, we gotta do something to commemorate it because I look, we're already over more than likely a hundred episodes, and it's business as usual. However, we gotta take time and, and dabble and bask in our own glory. Well, congratulations oh. to you guys. We we might need to do a, we, we might need to do a live unsanctioned show with some some unsanctioned fans, some in, in an undisclosed location. Uh, yeah. uh, w- w- with some fans witnessing us do this podcast magic thing live and, and participating. Direct. Wow, that's that's a big deal. Four years. Wow. Four years. Are you Four sure years, about man. that? Four Damn. Years. Snap. Oh, oh, snap. Through an epidemic, <laughs> right? A pandemic. We made it through. That's you know? insane. That's uh, insane. Uh, that's uh, it was that. It was that blip year. It was that blip year that makes us forget that. Yes, yeah. sir. Been doing this. Daniel snapped his fingers, but we, we did not. We've been here. <laughs> we were here. Well, keep it locked. Keep it locked. We are going to dive right in. State of Wrestling, unsanctioned original. Hit the line, Jay. You already know, man. This is the unsanctioned podcast. We're now the unsanctioned over your airwaves. Let's get it. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here. Never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair. Can't be shook. You know the wolf smell. Fair doing in the trunk. Turn your man to a straight stick. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling this weekend has been, let's say, live. On fire. (laughs) Insane. On fire. And I I say that wholeheartedly for the simple fact that fans were back in the building. Oh, making it live and direct in Philly town, like Boyz II Men used to say. I love it. I feel like everyone has found their rhythm. Everyone found their rhythm now that things are, are, are back. More talent available, they're not tied up. The, the talent at one point was really bottlenecked into one company. And then now everyone can breathe a little bit and be more creative and bridge and work with one another and exercise their creativity and bounce off the fans' energy once again. And everyone is literally, as we said in the, in the intro, is firing on all cylinders. It's working and fun time to be a fan again. And congratulations to fans for not just clapping for bullshit just because you're back in the building. If you see bullshit, you're not clapping for it. You're not cheering for it. Congratulations to every fan that's been attending a wrestling show this past weekend. Uh, kudos to you for cheering, cheering for things that deserve an applause and sitting on your hands for shit that looks like garbage. There it Fellas. is. Wow. <laughs> there it is. And like even We're just the span of the We're past week, the, the past few days, Impact, uh, AEW, Fighter Fest, Money in the Bank, Night One. Monday Night Raw, all of that was super watchable. Your eyes were glued to TV. And especially for WWE Raw, we haven't been able to say that on a consistent basis. Now, they've got a match lit underneath them, and and it's showing. Fellas, let's just start off right off. I know we mentioned Fighter Fest. We'll get into that later. 
However, Slammiversary, ladies and gentlemen, let's like just run through it real quick. Slammiversary had a nice stack card. You had W. Morrissey going over uh, Eddie Edwards, man, which was a which was a solid match. It was a good match. I love this game um, still in the mix. Seems like yeah, you know, well it, 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 was, it was it was real good. You had a lot of surprises. Uh, we can start off with the very first match, the end agenda match, man. Chelsea Green returning to the Impact Zone. Amazing. A lot of hype behind it. The hot mess did return and was victorious with her fiance. You know I mean? A boot thing. A boot thing, Mr. You Know It himself. Back Cardona, they went over Brian Myers. And Tanil Dashwood. What 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 an amazing collection of collection of release talent in that one match there. An amazing collection of release talent. Really getting to show that their 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 stripes and shining like stars that they are. Amazing. Tanil Dashwood, superstar. Yes, yes. You know you I I read an interesting tidbit. Did you know that out of all the release talents from every organization, WWE has picked up eleven of impacts? release talent not a lot of people are aware of that wow. that's the most between the three brands so it, it kind of makes me wonder if they're like using uh, impact in this little hidden pipeline <laughs> which is why they got rid of a ball you know, so, know. You know Vince McMahon could be co- contributing a, a solid uh, $5,000 a week check to impact that yeah. it's under, <laughs> under the books that we don't know about <laughs> he's, 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 pro- he's known to do that Right. Very yeah. not- notable one is is Killer Cross slash Carrying Cross. Mm. And, and, uh, not not a great. I mean, week I, for would, him. I would go a step further and say AJ Styles, but I mean, he, I mean, we're gonna leave that at that. But um, yeah, yeah. Jay, going back to that Impact pay per view and surprises, huge surprise, dream match, Thunder Rosa versus Deanna Perazzo. Wow. Uh, amazing, amazing to finally see, as we said. Many, many moons ago, uh, one of the things that we were looking forward to in the AEW Impact relationship was to see the influx of talent from the Impact uh, zone that could be crossed over with the AEW women to give the AEW brand and their women's division a little boost. I love seeing Thunder Rosa on an Impact pay-per-view, giving me a dream match, solid match between the two. Uh, the fans in the Impact zone were really pumped to see Thunder Rosa knew exactly who she was. Um, exactly. Great, great crossover um, power. Um, no pun intended. Um, going into going into that NWA power pay per view uh, with another debut that night. Hardcore country back in the impact zone. Yeah, uh, Hall of Famer herself, Mickey James. Mickey James. Mickey James. Shout out Mickey James. Back right there in the impact zone. Impact uh, zone. She came out to uh, to offer an invitation to Deanna, to Deanna Perazzo to join that NWA Power female pay-per-view that she's putting yep, together. That's titled Empower. Yep, that's going to be the Empower. all-female pay-per-view. And she said yeah. that she wanted the best talent there. That's why she was there to see Deanna. Deanna, mm-hmm. who was gracious I, of that, officially part of the uh, four-headed monster that's going to attack uh, Big Brother uh, and JPW, AEW, Impact, and now NWA Power. Is, is is now uh throwing their hat in that ring i don't know how what to what extent i think it might only extend to the women's division um you never know you might never see know. magnus never know. You, you might know. see I'm magnus magnus versus kenny omega yeah yeah you might see a magnus versus kenny omega match i can see that happening you That'd never cool. know man and what i like about it man is that they kind of when they did the bound for glory which is 
Impact's next big pay-per-view. When they did that promo, it featured logos from all four companies. Yep. So that just lets you know, like, it's going to feature talent from everywhere. And and in this current state of wrestling, man, it's exciting to be, like, it, it is exciting to be a wrestling fan. Yep. You know what I mean? Because just knowing that anyone can show up at any time is refreshing, man. And we're going to continue on with this Impact uh, Slammiversary card, man. The X Division match by far did not disappoint at all. Oh, amazing. I will say this. I will say this. Spot of the night goes to Petey Williams. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, yeah. head over to the Unsanctioned Podcast Twitter page yeah. because we retweeted it. Canadian destroyer from Off the, the top of the yeah. X. Man, the X. Yeah, amazing. Shouts out to Chris Bay, too. Shouts out to Chris Bay for yeah. his participation and making that move look amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just crazy, man. Shout out to, you know what I mean, Mr. Alexander himself, man, who's Mr. Oh. X Division. That man has been putting on for months now, yeah. killing it, doing the thing. And behind the scenes, he fought and lobbied to get the X Division match back. So he knew that, you know, what that match meant to a lot of people in Impact. It's kudos to everyone involved in him, you know what I mean, and just doing something amazing. And, and, um, shout, and shout out to him for the second spot of the of the match uh, in that one match when he did the uh, ankle lock cross armbar on top of the ladder from across oh, yeah. the ladder. That was that amazing. Was crazy. crazy looking. Crazy looking, man. Then you have uh, new knockouts when it's champion, the Decay. I mean, Havoc and Rosemary, man, they t- they beat Fire. And Flav. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it, it kind of hurt, man. Like, seeing that gets Tasha th- Steels and Kira Hogan, man, taking that L. Yeah, that, gets a, that gets a thumbs down for me, personally. I hate to see uh, Fire and Flavor being treated the way they've been treated by Impact. Hopefully, at least the greater things for them individually, but uh, I didn't like that. Thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down. All right, we're going to keep it moving, man. You had the uh, the full wave for the tag titles, man. Violent by design. You know what I mean? You had the Good Brothers in there. Then you Swan had and Mac. And, and, and Rich Swan. And then originally it was supposed to be TJP and Follow Bob, but TJP was taken off the card and replaced by none other than No Way Jose. Period. Nope, 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 nope. Incorrect. No way. <laughs> That's it. Oh, no, no. They said Jose. Well, excuse me. Falafa said, no way, Jose. The, the commentators made sure they stopped that no way. So. Just no way. <laughs> <laughs> it just it doesn't like, sound proper. Like, it just seems like, seems cut off every time. Like, yeah. The, the Jose part. There's no way. And then it's like blank. <laughs> Got to get used to it. No way we're not seeing Jose on this camp. Like, right. that's what they do. <laughs> but why? why he, when he left, when he was cut from WWE, he reinvented himself everywhere. Whatever he was seen, even on social media, he took on this new persona and became himself and became more like more serious type of character. And then he came back using a gimmick that didn't work, that he was released with. That he didn't invent. <laughs> exactly. I was a little confused by that. We'll see how that pans out. No, but they actually gave him some spots in that match. And he actually actually showed out in that four way for a little bit. Got a hot tag, got a little cheer from the crowd. And maybe because of, of what you just said, maybe as well uh, is, is like the fact that he wants to challenge himself to to reignite something and make it work. Mm. Something that failed. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, continuing on with that card, who's for Chris Saban, 
Chris Saban goes over on that one man with the surprise Boo. victory roll. Boo. The surprise victory roll. Uh, I'm going to keep my comments to myself because my mama said if I never have nothing nice, nice to say, don't say it at all. So I'm going to keep my comments there. However, fuck all that. Moose should have won. Moose should yep. be Impact World Heavyweight champion, champion by now. Right. Like, I understand he be signed with the company. Kudos to him. Congratulations to him. You know, that, it, he's a hardworking man. I, I will go on the record and say this. I feel that Moose currently is the best wrestler in the industry right now. Okay. It'd be hard I to argue, Jay. Be, it's hard to argue, Jay. It's hard to argue. He does everything, does it all. Five-star tool, five-tool athlete, five-tool sports entertainer. And five as we mentioned wrestler. here, best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he, and he tells a story. Has a so, and no pun intended here, but he's very impactful in everything that he does. Man, like he he had he has a presence. You know he's there. Um, and I mean, I get it, Christopher Saban. You know, Chris Saban is uh, an impact legend, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, I just feel, man, like. Moose has to be the guy that dethrones Kenny Omega. And I feel that have, by having him lose to Chris Saban is not a good look, man. I think Moose has to be built up, get him to bound for glory so he can dethrone Kenny Omega and he can be properly recognized for his first ever World Heavyweight Championship run with that company. Yeah, I have a dream that, you know, this AEW uh, impact relationship has more impact athletes outside of the being the elite realm, um, elite realm, bullet club realm that crossover and that we see Moose versus Rusev AEW TNT championship title match. Give it to me. Let's go. Let's go. I second that. Oh, sorry. Miro. Moose versus I didn't even Miro. notice. <laughs> He's trying to get us. Moose versus yes, Miro. <laughs> My apologies, Miro. My apologies. And I think yeah. that takes us, you know what I mean, just to wrap up that impact card, man. It brings us to Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan, the no disqualification match. I will say, match delivered. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, it started off early with Sammy, like, busting open Kenny early. Yep. Kenny was leading early. He got the pizza cutter. And, and kudos to Kenny Omega for being very giving in this match. Like, I didn't yep. expect him to be that given when it came to Sammy Callahan, if I'm going to be completely honest. However, he sold that match. Now, we all knew that Sammy Callahan wasn't going to win. However, it was very entertaining. And there were points in the match where you're just like, wow, Sammy has him beat. Yeah, and it's great. They're doing a great job telling that story of Kenny Omega being able to beat anybody, any style, at any type of match in their own type of game, in their own type of style. He beat Moose, he beat so he proved he beat a bigger wrestler. He beat Rich Swan, so he proved he beat a smaller, quick guy. Now they had him beat Sammy Callahan in a more hardcore style match, similar to the match that he had, um, some of the matches he had in AEW with John Moxley. Uh, this yeah, one a little man. bit more. This these ones are a little bit more gruesome. I thought the Sammy Callahan with the with the fork yeah. in the mouth and all that. Um, he's he's now challenging Nick Gage uh, in terms of uh, saying that he can be uh, the most hardcore wrestler in the industry. Be fun to see him go down to GCW if he ends up doing that and going after that. That, that will never title. happen. 
Uh, I don't know. Don Callis do the challenge at to Nick Gage online. John, that will Don, never happen. Matt Don, Cardona is where it's stopping at. <laughs> Don, Don Callis do the challenge out. So we'll see. But no, Kenny, Kenny Omega really proven um, more so in impact than he does in AEW even even I'd say uh, that he can wrestle all styles of matches, all types of competitors. And it's also putting over those impact competitors. So kudos to him for sure. For sure. But yeah, that match man, like, I, on a scale of one to five, that match gets a three. And that's not, not a bad three. It's a high three. It's a solid. It, I mean, solid. It's solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can, I can, I can tip my hat on that as being a main event. Like, so kudos, kudos to the both of them, man. So, well, and we, we that, can continue. Oh, 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 no, we can't forget. At the end, freaking Switchblade. Oh. Uh, uh, who saw that coming? Who Switchblade saw that White coming? In uh, the Impact Zone. And I will do. say, Impact had me a little peeved because they, they gave us a Sopranos ending. And what I mean by that is someone ran in the ring and the feed cut for the pay-per-view. Yep. Yeah. Now, like now, just hearing the rumblings, we was told that Finn Juice ran in and tried to attack Jay White. Uh, Jay White ended up getting the upper hand and, and you know hit the Blade Runner on uh, Mr. Finn, David Finley himself. So, however, like Impact, come on, you got to be better when it comes to that, man. Like people were so excited, and, and I don't know if it was planned or not. Doesn't seem like it was planned, but. It did have people talking in the wrestling world as soon as Jay White came up on that stage. Impact getting to Jay White before WWE did. Uh, kudos to them, huh? Man. Which now brings us, if we think about it, to Money in the Bank, which took place Sunday, July 18th. Fellas, before we get into those cards, what would you rank the whole pay-per-view of Money in the Bank? Get money back, solid B plus, B plus to an A minus. I'd, I'd, I'd give it a man. I'd, I'd give it an A minus. Yeah, I, I, it was it was entertaining. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. I, 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 it, they gave me a lot. They gave me a lot in terms of in ring action, which it, it, you don't really get a lot from WWE. And everyone, everyone on the card was featured, right? They were able to showcase themselves, especially in both the men's and women's Money in the Bank matches. It was very fair. It was a very equitable night for everyone involved. And I respected that. It was exciting, fast paced and action packed. So I respect that. But that's because, as we've been alluding to and we've mentioned, because of everything else going on in wrestling. So I hate that it took that. You know what I mean? But at least let's look at the present. Let's look at what's in front of us. We're we're really enjoying this ride in pro wrestling right now as fans. I feel like you guys are being extremely generous with your grades. Does the fact that fans being in attendance play into that? Definitely. Yeah, no, it's definitely. They definitely provide a that different helps. type of. They definitely provide a different type of energy. But in terms of actual in ring action, I mean, I probably say a lot was left to be desired in the women's match. But as a card in general, I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, Bob, the Bobby Lashley match, the the Drew Mac, uh, the uh, Roman Reigns Edge match. Um. A lot of it was action practice, even on the pre-show, that Usos, uh, Usos. Mysterios match. That was pretty solid. That was pretty solid, pretty innovative yeah. in terms of an ending, in terms of having uh, them show the Usos, how they use their teamwork. Kind of kind of liked it. Kind of liked it. I was I was going to say it's probably their best pay-per-view of 2021. 
Yeah, there wasn't really any any matches, actually, Jay. It wasn't like didn't have 100 percent to do with like, oh, my God, there's a crowd. Obviously, that adds to it. It's the cherry on top and it was much missed. But the match, the card was was one that you didn't you didn't know when to get up. You didn't want to miss anything. The money in the bank match in particular, the money in the bank match itself, in terms of what you said, Luis, earlier being equitable. For sure, that men's match was extremely equitable. Everybody got a spot. Everybody got an opportunity to get a little chair on. <laughs> I felt like everyone in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match had an opportunity to grab the suitcase except for Ricochet. I don't know if you guys peeked that. And I, yeah. feel, a, and I feel a certain type of way about it because, like, if we're going to be honest, we know why Ricochet was in the match. The high points, the spots. The oohs and the ahs, pretty much. However, Ricochet at a point in time was very much over with that WWE crowd and can easily be over again. And I feel like that's a wasted opportunity in which WWE is. Yeah, doing man. Uh, bro, I mean, I mean, three, th- I mean, three, three, three weeks ago he was chasing for the twenty four seven championship. So the fact that he's even in the Money in the Bank's match is 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 a step in the right direction. Yes, he was in the match for high spots, but he delivered. He delivered for sure, for sure. Um, and, and hopefully them seeing that fans actually do cheer for him in those high spots will put him back in a, in a position of elevation. Um, there's nothing going on with that U.S. title picture, so I can see him sliding into that. Um, you know, I think Damian Priest is sliding into that. that I think that's next for him. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, I mean, let's just run down that Money in the Bank card, man. It started off with the Women's Money in the Bank match. Uh, I will say I feel like it was mm, a wasted opportunity. I will say that. Because what, I feel the whole, there's whole a star. No, no, no. The Women's in the Bank, Money in the Bank match. Oh, the Women's. Okay, the Women's match, yep. I feel it was a wasted opportunity because... There was a star to be born on that night in that match, and they blew it. And I feel like Liv Morgan literally, literally should have won Money in the Bank. I thought she was gonna win. Yeah, no, I thought I thought she could have won too. But I thought one thing they did with her is they built the sympathy up, and they built, and now you have somebody you're invested in. So I, I feel like when if if she had to win that if she had won that match, they would have quick shot at her. They wouldn't give her the long story where fans can really get invested invested in her, a la Daniel Bryan style, a la CM Punk, where they're really chasing, following her, finding the chase. So when she finally gets it, um, that they're really 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 behind it. So I think they left an opportunity for them to to build that chase, especially on SmackDown, a brand where they give they they, they don't have a women's division that they really built. They haven't built many stars in that women's division other than Bailey and Sasha uh, and Bianca. Uh, but I think they have an opportunity now that they know they, they built the sympathy with Liv. Because if you saw, she was the one that came closest to, to actually grabbing that beefcase that didn't actually win it. And she did it multiple times. Um, yeah, two people who I thought were going to win were it was either going to be Liv and it was great to see the crowd get behind her and they did the sympathy thing really well. I will, I will agree, Julio, to that. And... I thought Tamina also did a really great job in the match. Natty, oh, of course. hell no! No, I think Tamina she had a she had a good thing going for a while from the beginning to the middle, and and I'm like all right, they're giving her some prominence in this match. 
she might be able to kind of rekindle something in her career here. And, and no, just kind of giving that moment the benefit of the doubt. And then I, I switched over to live like, oh, OK, that's going to be the one that's going to be. I knew it was going to be some sort of sleeper pick. And at the end of the day, that was correct. I feel like we all felt that. Um, and it was nice to see what ended up transpiring with Nikki, even the next day on Raw. We all thought she was going to fail. Yeah, well, you might have never thought. I never think. I agree with you. I never thought Tamina was actually going to win the match, but I did think they built a great story of showing how like strong she was. That like she was the person, her and Natty, their teamwork, and the fact that she was so strong that she was the person that like you were really going to have to come over and, and defeat to win that match. Um, because these are people who've been really dormant for 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 the last few years. To see them even be yeah. able to get opportunity in front of fans, in front of a crowd. At a pay per view, um, that I think I think that really builds a good story. And there was there to me, and and I'm not like a huge fan wrestling wise or gimmick wise of this person, while I respect them totally. But as a fan, they're just not in my stable. For whatever reason, it seemed like Lana was missing from that match. It felt like Lana should have been there, given her trajectory and how far she had come in her journey especially over the last year. felt like she was she should have been there. And I feel like if she wasn't released, she would have. And so it made me think about what editors were there in her spot since she was released. You know, that's like saying Eva Marie should have been in the match. No, no, no. And I, I wasn't a fan of of Lana and I'm not. But yeah, it just felt I, like WWE. I see what you mean from a story from a from a story standpoint. Like yeah, in terms of yeah. like what we're saying about Liv Morgan about getting the fans behind her. They had like, that going for Lana. Yeah, and they had that, that sympathy cool. going for her. And then they realize she can't and then they realize she can't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> if I could break down, honestly, if I could break down Liv Morgan, because I've here's the reason why I feel Liv Morgan should have definitely went over. If not Liv did Natty, and I'll highlight why Natty also. Liv Morgan, if you think about it, when Liv first came back, she had the, the little crazy gimmick. She was she was the original Harley Quinn before Alexa Bliss kind of oh, took that. that. All right. She was supposed to be the tapped one. Like when you think about it, when they first brought her back, she was supposed to be the loony bin, and then all of a sudden she had she was in the, involved in that little love angle with, with Lana and stuff like that. And that kind of fizzled out. Like when I, when I look at Alexa Bliss, I see what Liv Morgan should have been. That, uh, that's just the way I see it. I think she would have been the, uh, the better kooky person. If, you know I mean, if that makes sense. I feel like she would have been better suited to go with The Fiend as well. Um, that's just me. However, I feel like she's been shortchanged and robbed on gimmicks and, and pushes and runs that she necessarily deserved. And I feel she's still continuing to get jerked around currently. No, they definitely stop. They definitely stop. Started. Stop. Started with her, but I do think they are going. They're they're building to something. I think they're building to something. I think they're building something on SmackDown. I kind of think the version of Liv Morgan we see now is not the version of Liv Morgan that eventually is the one that gets to the top. I think similar to Becky Lynch, similar to Alexa Bliss, she's a baby face now. But they're eventually going to push her more to that heel style because she's going to end up losing and losing and losing and losing so much to where she's like, fuck it, I don't give a fuck. And then goes 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 to more devious tactics. But I, I think there's there's actual there's an actual build going on. 
Um, there's been she's been very stark stop in terms of her pushes, but I think right now they're gonna give her a push, especially on SmackDown. That women's division being so 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 thin. Yeah, she just needs a little bit more like care and time. Yeah, to, to have her her character. Kind I of do agree with you, Jay. Up. I do agree with you, Jay. She would have been great. And I think she would have been better suited for what that role Alexa Bliss has currently in terms of being with the Fiend, especially because Alexa Bliss didn't need that rub. Well, she didn't Morgan need that needed. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, she's you know doing a great I, like, job, but she didn't love need it. In a match. What I would have loved to sorry, see. Sorry, Jay, I didn't hear that. No, I said what I would have loved to see in that match. I would have loved for them to like to have that moment staring eye to eye, like how they had Selena Vegas and and. Alexa Bliss on the ladder with the stare and then like yes. mind control. But I feel like if they would have did that, it would unlock Liv's crazy gene like the yes. way it was. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I feel yeah. like I would love to see those two go at it with both of them unhinged. Yeah, because I it. feel like that is something that's dollars. Yeah. I How did you feel you. about that moment where Alexa Bliss in the middle of a match on a ladder got into the head, quote unquote, of Zelina Vega and controlled her? without any physical contact to get down the ladder. How did that come off? But she had to she had to go down the ladder herself as well. And I, and I feel like that's just entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a fan of it. I, I think it's kind of tacky, to be honest with you. However, I get why they're doing it. So and I'll leave it at that. I kind of like this. I didn't like that spot at all. I did kind of like the spot they teased at the beginning where she was going to, like, make the briefcase teleport to her with no ladder. <laughs> yeah, that was kinda, See, that's cool. That was kind of funny. In the Let beginning. her play in her own world. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the of the spot at yeah, all. No, Zero. I don't want to see that when you're competing. Nah, yeah, I let's not play make believe you're competing. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't mind the miming. I didn't mind the her being able to mind control her and get in her head. I didn't like the, her getting off the ladder on her own. That was kind of dumb like that. That was that was really dumb. Right. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Well, yeah. Now, well, I, yeah. I, 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 real quick, I would say I know we're talking about who we thought should have won that match. I thought the person who should have won that match and who they really failed to highlight a little bit more was Naomi. If you notice, she got the biggest pop from that crowd. As soon as she came out, she was the one Huge. that was cheered most from all those women, female competitors. And the fact that you already got the built-in story. She could have been in the dynasty. She could have been at a seat at the table with that money in the bank briefcase. You could have had her. She was like, Roman Reigns now saying, now we really are a dynasty. We got the tag team champions. We got my universal champion. And now we got the money in the bank. She hold her here, seat at the table with a real Simonian dynasty. They really could have fucking built that story and they, they missed out on that. Especially the fact that she could honestly be in a Raw superstar, showed up on SmackDown when she liked to, been back on Raw. They could really build that story of they don't know what championship she's going to actually go after. I, I thought they missed an opportunity on giving that, that championship to Naomi. I, mean, I felt like Daddy could have got it. Like it, It's crazy that most recently someone compared Daddy to Randy Orton. And looking at Daddy and her style, I'm like, if Daddy was to ever adopt like that Randy Orton persona, that would be excellent because i feel like she would be like she can make it work she can make it past that like she can make that gimmick seem real and like i would have loved to see just that dynamic of daddy being super serious and 
putting away the cat ears and just carrying around that money in the bank and just very business-esque. You know, so again, that was just me wishful thinking. Even though we don't like it, big shout-out to Nikki Ash for, for winning that match. Uh, the most makes sense, common sense finish to a money in the bank match. You see the rest of the competitors fighting, not paying attention. No one's reaching for the belt. One person goes up and grab, grabs the briefcase. It's simple. Um, very anticlimactic. Very, 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 very anticlimactic. For sure, for sure. Definitely was like, oh, it's over. Um, but it was good to see her win that match. And now that she's actually cashed it in and is your new Raw Women's Champion. Shouts out to Nikki Ash. Obviously, they want to hopefully try to sell some some uh some 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 merchandise to the kids um but hopefully she she really yeah. runs with the character and she really she really she really builds she's a great wrestler um she's able she's able to really really tell stories in the ring hopefully they really give her a push i kind of see her with a short title reign um i think they kind of just wanted a shock win that money in the bank and then realize like oh shoot we actually got to do something with this we can't have her fail too so she's gonna win she's she's now the champion i think that's gonna last a month or so and then it'll be back on Charlotte or Rhea Ripley pretty soon. You know, looking at the finish, though, I did kind of like that it was it was something that caught us all by surprise. I think that's really missing in wrestling. It's something that we used to see like way back in the day. I mean, like in the 80s, early 90s, where people would win off like suplexes and DDTs. So yeah. sometimes there's like yeah. really great moments during matches nowadays that are amazing, like some crazy reversal DDT. I think there was one on Raw uh, between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, and and uh, or could have no. Oh, it could have. It was either that money was it, yeah. or was it on Raw or Money in the Bank? That reversal into the money DDT. In the bank. Yeah. Money in the bank. And the crowd was so into it. Money in the Bank. One, two, got the like the two and three quarters <laughs> count. Oh, so like right there would have worked. That element of surprise would have worked. People would have popped like crazy. Dang. And so I feel like Nikki's finish. In the Money in the Bank match, which kind of came out of nowhere and grabbed it, caught everyone by surprise, and it worked because that's the A. But B, it was her, and people were happy for her. Same if it would have been Liv Morgan. Now, had that been, we'll circle back around to Tamina, I, I think it would have been a really dull reaction with a finish like that if she would have played that role with that finish. So I think people were really happy for her, and they were caught by surprise, and they were thrilled to see it. When you saw that that lineup, I think the two people you thought had no chance of winning that money in the bank match were Nikki Ash and Tamina. So <laughs> it, it definitely caught you off guard. Yeah. So it was, it was, we alluded to it just a bit, man, but Charlotte versus Ray Ripley, that match uh, started off kind of slow, and the crowd let them know who they really wanted to see. And Charlotte let them know Charlotte let them know where they could uh uh, 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 take their thoughts <laughs> and what she thought of their thoughts. Yes, she did. She was not playing. <laughs> but I'm not a fan Queen of these stat padding wins, though. I see that a lot in the women's division. The stat padding wins. Yeah, yeah. I thought that he's going to be walking around 32 time women's champion. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of the the them not really giving Rhea that moment. Really, they got a superstar that they can really build a star in Rhea Ripley. So I didn't really like the finish, but but seeing what happened in 
the night after, it it all makes sense. Charlotte can can stand to take that loss. Rhea Ripley can't stand to take that loss and be cashed in on. So I, now it makes sense. Fellas, then we go to the Raw Tag Team Championship match, man. AJ Styles, Almas versus the Viking Raiders. Man, I will say, Omos, yeah, problem. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the day he starts his singles run and see how they partner a match up with some, uh, the, some of the top talent in WWE. Yeah, you know, no, I, I think he works a very careful style, and I don't like that. I want to see him work stiff. I want to see him work strong. You know what I mean? Like you can tell he holds back sometimes. Like even if it's yeah. a push, it's like, come on, man, do what you got to do. Really, it's all good. Play the I role. Think he, I think he's afraid of what he can actually do if he tries Absolutely. to even faking it. Like Absolutely. I think he really is legitimately like right uh, an <laughs> imposing figure. But uh, you can but tell you, he holds back. Give he it a little more. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He needs to be able to sell a little bit more. He's definitely still green. But one thing I could say about him is, in each and every single match I see him in, you can see like the improvement match by match. Legitimately, 100%. you can see improvement match by match. It's gonna be dope. I really kind of think they probably should keep him with AJ Styles for a little bit longer just to get that that little bit of seasoning. But when he's ready, a la Braun Strowman, who we saw early on in Braun Strowman's career, he was. But once he got that little bit of season and that little bit of momentum, he was an entertaining figure. I think that's what you got in almost. I think almost is going to be he's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. New big show. Mm. I don't know what that means for AJ. I mean, hopefully the payoff is good for for almost. And, you know, AJ is is not participating in singles competition or being the, the face that runs the place. In order to give like him and to grow up, him to develop him, so I hope that pays off. AJ can pick up wherever, and people are gonna back him. So like, yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, but he's he's, you know, we've heard that he's always been looking to reduce his schedule. Um, he he seems to be very comfortable with the WWE style and and world, but he's he's how much how much longer is he gonna stay in his prime? Another another two three years. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you got the quarterbacks playing with MCL tears for a whole season. <laughs> whole season. So, Winning the Super Bowl. First season, no training camp. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we got to look uh, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Um, no, that go, going on with that 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 tag team match, um, already they had a rematch against the Viking Raiders the next night and are now booked to see the Viking Raiders uh, next week on Raw. So three in three matches in, in two weeks, Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles and almost. Please give me another tag team. Please. Please. <laughs> Bro KO, waiting for the for waiting the, for the yeah. yeah, Randy Orton must be really, really injured. I'm I'm not sure, but I think I'm loving how they do like what they're doing with it, man. I I've, I've of course Riddle is hilarious. Oh, uh, um, they 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 they've won me over. I fought it, I fought it tooth and nail. I was very uh, not underwhelmed. I guess would be the word with Riddle. Um, I thought I thought it was frankly corny. A lot of the stuff they were doing with him, but he's funny. <laughs> he's fine. It, it's they finally won me over. He's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, like okay, bro, man. Like even just with him in a book, you know what I mean? Like, yes, 
can can you do Randy Orton's theme song, man? <laughs> like that segment was hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, watch Monday Night Raw and see John Cena getting in talking bro with him. Yeah, I mean that that was awesome too, man. So I mean, I, I feel Riddle is definitely the next big huge star within WWE, man. So and to have Randy Orton beside him, man, is going to be make for great entertainment. Yeah, when still, they eventually, yeah, I still don't understand the scooter thing, man. Get rid of that. Am I, <laughs> am I old or something? Like, am I old school? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not with a lot of the geeky stuff sometimes. And think, and Riddle, not Matt Riddle anymore, is is a type of dude who can be a beast. He can smile away, no problem. Sure, it works for him, bro. All that we were with it, but the scooter. What are you doing? Like, is this that, I, that's for the kids? Like, what what's going on? And now it's, it's come, scooter, man. It's come full circle to me why they made him get rid of that first name, Riddle. Like just his character in general is a riddle. Like it, it makes no sense. Like he comes down, looks all goofy, is all goofy backstage. But when that bell rings and he's in the right ring, he is one of the most serious and fierce and most dangerous person, legitimately, that they have in that company. So you see Brad. Yeah, you know it's it's his in ring work is amazing. Amazing. So corny. I just I hate when they they put people through a corny phase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the corny phases either. It's like paying your dues or something, or or the the stories that we hear about Vince getting a good laugh at, oh. at the expense of talent. But who knows what it is? It's getting them on TV. It's getting them on TV. You're cutting out, Jay. Cutting out, phone, Jay. Uh oh, not good, not oh, good. Oh, hey, the, bo- the bots, the bots got. Now. Oh, can't hear you now. Okay, we okay, we got you now. now. Yep. The, bot, the, the bots got Jay for a minute, but he's okay now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I was saying, uh, it's like Kofi fighting uh, Vince McMahon. You know I mean, that happened back in the day. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yes, how you get your respect? Get in how you feeling? Speaking of Kofi, we can skip over the Kofi the match. <laughs> Speaking of Kofi, I was oh, just man. gonna praise over that man. That was like a, a glorified Lesnar ass whooping. Oh, uh, that was a Lesnar ass whooping. Uh, I, I was like, "What are we?" I want? don't like to see my man Kofi take the beating, especially in the first pay per view main event uh, between two African American men for the world title. Um, I didn't like to see a squash match, but in the story of Bobby Lashley, it made sense. Yeah, in the story I, you know of Bobby Lashley same. that they're projecting right now, it makes 100%. sense. And 100%. this is the Bobby Lashley that we want to see. Let's take our, our our personal feelings for the competitor that he is beating aside. Mm-hmm. The story that they're building for Bobby Lashley, this is the Bobby Lashley that we all said he should be. Yes, he could yes. be. You hit he it. Should Julio. be pushing. Like we now now that we got it, we we can't we can't we you can't you can't be mad at it because this is what we asked for and this is right. what they're finally giving to us. They're giving to us a beast, beast. Yes, hated to see it. Hated to see it was Kofi, but it worked so well for Bobby, and we can't really complain does. about that. It really does. But for it, it really happened, Kofi, it did hurt. It did hurt a little bit, and that it was a beating that continued on and so at some point you're like okay 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 he's gonna do like a like just something crazy something cool out of nowhere and and then it's gonna be his turn right <laughs> that's just how matches work nope take turns no no never came no. never came nothing okay now he's gonna do it he's gonna do a trouble in paradise out of nowhere yeah, yeah. nothing nothing 
Yeah. But if, if you recall, if you recall that John Cena, uh, Brock Lesnar match from SummerSlam 2012, 2013, whenever that was, that was the moment Brock Lesnar became the beast incarnate. That was the moment that Brock Lesnar became. Because before that, yes, he was wrestling, but they had him losing to Triple H. You know, once he beat The Undertaker, he beat The Undertaker. Okay, cool. But the moment he dominated John yeah. Cena, it was like, okay, this person is an attraction. And now I think that's what they're trying to do with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is now an attraction. Right. Because I think with Brock, like they tried, they, he came in dominant and then they tried to slow him down and turn him into a professional wrestler to work matches and long matches. And then that's where he, they, yep. they booked him differently to what you just spoke to. And then they realized, no, that's, that's not the Brock Lesnar people want to see. And now we've got Brock back. What, what we've seen the past 10, 15 years, whatever. He's a beast again, and it's shorter matches, and he just whoops ass, and he collides. And so that works. And I think that's what they've found with Bobby, that we've all known all along that's how to book Bobby, and they didn't do it until Impact booked them that way. And they're like, yeah. oh, there's something there. And, and he, he went through that atrocious paying his dues welcome back storyline with Rusev and Lana. And uh, once once he he did really well with that, he cashed in his chips. They rewarded him. Here we are. hundred percent. Truthfully, a beast, Bobby Lashley, the Dominator. Uh, what are they calling him now? The Almighty? Oh no, he's looking Almighty for sure, for sure. But question yeah, is: Is there anything to read off the wall in the case of Kofi Kingston from that match, or or do we just not take away anything from it? He was just a prop for for Bobby Lashley. And that's it. I think they needed somebody established that Bobby Lashley could dominate a la John Cena. Yeah. My, John one C thing it was that like, okay, they, you know, they did this with Kofi. It was Kofi, but maybe because of the accolades being able to point to he's beaten X number of former world champions, yep. heavyweight champions, whatever. Yep. And then when I saw Goldberg come out on Raw, now he's going to be a legend because that's yep. what Goldberg did for McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah. was another name they could add to the list to solidify yep. the run. Yep. And, and seeing how the men's money in the bank match ended up, no spoilers. You got your built in story right there. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to get revenge for my friend. Mm -hmm. you, you, you dominated my friend. You made my friend look embarrassing. I'm, I'm coming to get revenge for my friend. Bu built in story right there. There it is. J.O. Uh oh, did we lose Jay? Oh, I, I think the bots got Jay. I think the bots. They got to him. Officially. Got to send officially out the got to him. Officially got to him. We'll see. Man. We'll see if we can recover. Oh, my no, goodness. But just just really going on, moving on onto that card. Um, really thinking about what that. Uh, what, what that men's money in the bank ladder match looked like and seeing how we were saying earlier, how equitable the performances from each athlete was. Definitely. I think one thing that everybody who didn't know that the new generation got to witness was Johnny drip drip. How amazing is John Morrison? Amazing. John Morrison is amazing. He he's even Dude. better than he was. Uh, 10, 15 years ago. For the sure. The work is there. He, he's funny. Yeah. He, in, in, he's making, he's doing moves and right after saying how moist that was, like, oh, 
the, 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 the dynamic with him and the beast, uh, the god Seth Rollins was amazing in that match. Um, seeing who's the most drippiest superstar. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think we got him back. Seeing who's the most drippiest. Jay, Jay, are you there? Just a reminder, everyone, Jay is on the go. He's He's been joining this episode via phone, and we've lost him the, the past two minutes. But go on, Julio, go on. Jay's on the PJ right now uh, going to get our next conquest. Uh, but no, just going on with, with, with how amazing it was to see John Morrison in that yeah. match and the amazing spots. The dynamic with Seth Rollins was funny. Um, Ricochet, we said earlier, got a chance to shine. Riddle, Riddle got a chance to shine. Um, yeah. Throwing out some RKO's on the left and right. And I miss Randy, Randy Orton. Right. Um, Kevin Owens got a chance to shine with that moonsault on, on, onto the ladder that Bunch eventually took out John Morrison. A lot of stunners. Mm-hmm. Took a big bump um, through a ladder. Uh, that was bridged across the announce table on, in the ring apron. Yeah, he's good for um, those. And then, and then, and then, of course, the God Seth Rollins being the God Seth Rollins, the way he he is, um, being that antagonist that everybody doesn't want to see win, and eventually being the person at the end that took that big, huge, big ending at the end of that match from Big E from the top of a, what looked it seemed to me like a seventy-five foot ladder. Um, yeah. But no, that 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 was amazing. Him Especially really for a guy get, like Big E to be able to do that. Yeah. With his yep. size, yep. With his frame, yep. his weight, yep. that yep. coming down like that, incredible. Yeah. And then the pop at the end when, yeah. when Biggie finally unhooked that title, the raw emotion from all the fans who, who that's the person that I think everybody emotionally was invested to see winning that match. I don't think there's anybody else that could have won that match that could have got that pop. Yes, there are people that they could have built a story around, and it would have yeah. been entertaining too, but. Seeing Big E get that moment after, you know, being in the company since FCW, the five count. Remember Big E, the five count? Remember Big E, the the bodyguard for for Dolph Ziggler and and, and AJ Lee? Um, Yes, we want to see Kofi get that title for all all, all the work Kofi did. But we thought the single star in in the New Day was Big E. We thought Big E was the person that needed that next rub to be able to go that next level. And to finally see him go to that next level and them giving him the ball to run with, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it because he's going to be an entertaining champion. He's going to be a funny champion. He's going to be funny in the ring. It's going to be interesting in the ring. He's going to be dominant in the ring. Uh, I like that little teaser they did with him and Drew McIntyre in the match. And yes, uh, it's going back to Drew McIntyre and the getting moments to shine. Drew McIntyre getting his moment to shine right before Jinder Mahal and Jinder Mahal's lackey came to came came to ruin his moment. But um, I think it's pretty cool that they're keeping Drew away from the title picture. I do feel bad for Drew a little bit. Didn't get a chance to really be a champion and be in that main event scene with fans. Um, but I think there's an opportunity for him to come back. Um, and he'll as, regain as, it. He definitely will. He definitely yeah. will. Definitely. Um, I was a little nervous of Big E. But like rewinding a little bit, like I, I feel like going into this, we already knew before, like WWE needs to position Big E to be a big star or at least get to the main event level, reward him with the title run, which would not be just a given. Like he's earned that and we need to see it. But going into this match specifically, Money in the Bank, it actually didn't even occur to me, like with the same sort of passion that Big E needs to win this match. You know what I mean? Like in other cases and scenarios that we've encountered with his singles run. 
I just it's I'm just realizing that that now like it never occurred to me that like you know how how strong with that conviction that he needed to win that match I just didn't know who's gonna who's gonna win it was a crapshoot and it could go either way and I was ready to accept that I didn't give that much thought and when he won when he won it came back to me and and I think everyone was able to participate in that Kofi like WrestleMania type of moment and rejoice with him. And I got so nervous for him because he was so just gleaming with excitement. Physically, like the, the ladder was wobbling left to right, left to right, left to right, left to right. So like, oh, my God, like you saw him, like kind of keep his balance again, again. And um, when when talent are able to express their emotions like that, like when Bianca Belair won and she shed tears when Drew won, you can tell when it's genuine and that makes for better TV and and for likability, it does wonders. But Big E truly is so close now. He can touch it. He can feel it that it's only right to propel him. I mean, if, the signs of, 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 you know, the sign of Nikki Cross uh, getting her due, which is amazing, is hopefully good news for Big E's money in the bank journey as well as a holder. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope he can have his moment. And, and it makes me wonder when he's going to do that, because it needs to be big. Will it be a SummerSlam? I don't think it'll be a SummerSlam. I don't think we'll do it that. So I kind of think, especially knowing that we got the quick cash in with the women's title, I kind of think usually with one of the money in the banks, they kind of prolong that story. So I kind of think. I don't know if it's a WrestleMania type thing. I don't know if it's a Wrestle if it's WrestleMania level, but I think you know, looking at one of those big four pay-per-views, maybe around Survivor Series time, maybe yeah. around the Royal, maybe around the Royal Rumble, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see you might we might see Big E ready to cash that in. Yeah. I could I could see Survivor Series. Because again, looking at WrestleMania, I don't think he'll headline WrestleMania. As much as we'd yeah. love to see that and be happy no. for him about it. I don't think that's going to happen. And, and Survivor Series makes sense because if WWE continues on with the way they've been booking Survivor Series with the brand versus brand, champion versus champion, it looks like we should be getting Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. What better way to have a moment in that match with two dominant figures right now where they're both knocked down, both on the ground, both out. From from grueling match against each other to have Biggie run out with that money in the bank briefcase, not knowing who he's going to cash it in on. Yeah. So uh, there's there's some things we can do. There's some things we can do. But I do think he's going to hold on to that that briefcase for a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a quick cash in. Do you see it uh, becoming some sort of alteration of his gimmick, or it's just something he holds, like he just holds around while he continues to do what he does? It, it, it definitely is definitely going to in, be incorporated into his gimmick. But if you've yeah. noticed. His attire, even it kind of has distanced himself from the new day and the new days, even like the colors and the goofiness and, and the bright colors. He's wearing that blue and silver now. Um, it's, re- it's it's a little bit more serious. So he's a really already like distanced himself a little bit from that. Right. Character and same that same with Kofi. They both same with Kofi. Solo. Yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. the new day and pay-per-views will come out together and support one yeah. another. Yeah. There was no trombone. Yep. Came out by themselves. That was it. That was cool. It didn't feel like there was something missing. Like when Karrion Cross appeared on Raw without Scarlet. Yep. Uh, that yeah. that seemed like a stripped down version 
of him. That was a sign of what was to come. <laughs> he lost yeah. to Jeff Hardy in his day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's it's not off the good start and it's not looking good for carrying cross. Just judging by the way the crowd reacted to him, the way WWE booked him tonight uh, or on Raw. Uh, it has to make you wonder. It has to make you wonder. It, or was it Vince sending a message to, to the NXT brass? I feel like I have no clue. Was it personal and, and carrying cross had nothing to do with it? Or was it something that he had to pay for? Or I is think it just a I, part of a bigger picture thing that we're not seeing? I think I think I think, sense. I think you hit the nail on the head. Vince McMahon, every time he sees one of these NXT stars, he thinks, oh, Triple H thinks he can take it, take an indie guy and make him into a star. He thinks he knows what a star looks like. Well, let me show you what your star looks like when he's on the <laughs> on the big show, because Man, it it is, you know, not to skip over that pay-per-view, but just looking at Raw tonight, look at the NXT stars from this past year that were made to look like trash tonight on Raw, Rhea Ripley, Keith Lee in his, in his big return, um, getting squashed by Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross losing to Jeff Hardy in his debut match. Not only on his debut match, a debut they didn't even promote. They didn't even... Just in the middle of, the night of Raw. Just, just in the rumored. middle of Raw. Just a quick, yeah. quick graphic in the middle of Raw. Okay. And, and then the second, the second we knew was Jeff Hardy going up against them. Everyone knew Jeff was going to be the sacrificial lamb. There was lamb for sure. That's didn't what happen. we thought. <laughs> and then he lost what? to Jeff Hardy. Like, oh, like damn, not Jeff Hardy. No, that. Now, how am I supposed to believe that guy can go mm-hmm. dominate Samoa Joe? How am I supposed to believe that guy can go dom- dominate Samoa Joe when he's losing to Jeff Hardy yeah. uh, uh, on a random match? And looking uh, at that match, like you can see Carrion kind of just going through the motions. There was no energy in his entrance. No, there was no energy during that short three, four minute match against Jeff Hardy winning with his foot on the ropes. He, he didn't seem to be thrilled about that situation. No, no. Yeah, I think it was just a great way to introduce There he is. Man. Jay Holland, welcome back to the episode of the Unsanctioned Podcast, <laughs> sir. Would you went to BK drive through? Pretty much. You know how that goes. But, uh, <laughs> But now, I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of hype behind carrying across, and rightfully so. And I felt WWE was just like, hey, given this loss early, they know that we're going to talk about it at the end of the day. They just want a reaction. They just want us to talk about it. And that's where they're at. Yeah. And I don't necessarily mind him not being with Scarlett. I think I think they have an opportunity to make Scarlett a star into her own. Um. I don't mind. I don't mind him not being with Scarlett, but I do mind him losing on this debut match. But I think you're right, Jay. They just wanted the controversy. Controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff style. So, yeah, that that could that could very well be it as well. We'll never know. I, I'm just never a fan. <laughs> I'm just never a fan of them taking the NXT champion and then they debuting him on Raw with the title, like. I'm old school. I have him drop the title on NXT and then make his come up onto Raw. Yeah. But, well, he's got to go back to NXT anyway. To, to yeah. That. But now people won't really see him the same. It's going to take a little bit to repair that, I think. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens was a star when he first came up because first night he beat John Cena. John Cena. You can't even have Karrion Cross go with Jeff Hardy. No disrespect to Jeff Hardy, but I mean, mm-hmm. Jeff... Jeff knows his standing in the company right now. He's not really going to be next in line challenging for that universal world title anytime soon. But yeah, no, I didn't like it. 
Damn, I Not, it killed his momentum, I feel like. Killed his believability as to what they have been portraying him as in NXT. And, and, and he needed a big dub, especially as the brand representative holding the gold. That definitely didn't seem to be the right thing to do. You did not. I mean, it could go one of two ways, man. Like, look, Fandango beat arguably the goat of wrestling in his very first night. This is true. At WrestleMania. Yeah. At WrestleMania. So, I mean, I, I get it. So, one, we well, all. Fandango was pretty hot back then, too. First match, uh, he couldn't have been that hot. But, like, we, uh, I mean, we all feel a certain type of way about Karrion Cross just because of the way he has been booked on NXT, and rightfully so. Um, playing Booker, do we think it was smart? No, of course not. However, I mean, he could have lost to someone way worse than Jeff Hardy. That is, that's true. That's true. At least Jeff Hardy is a respectable veteran. But in terms of a business sense, just a business sense as a company, you have a t- TV show on Tuesdays. You took your TV show champion from Tuesday and put him on Monday and made him lose in front of a larger audience. What? is going to make that audience who's never watched a show on Tuesday now going to watch that Tuesday show when they just saw the champion from that show lose to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I mean, but if you look at it, the, the play devil's advocate, the last few times that NXT on a, on a grand scheme of things have been on the main roster, per se, they've won. You look at Champa. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I, so I, think, it's, I think it's one where they were just like, hey, you know, like, Raw, let, let's get back into it. Like, Raw has been, like, receiving shit for months. Like, we know we've been putting on a shitty project, like a product. Like, okay, let's get back in. Let's show that Raw is still the, the, the A show and that we still have the A roster. And what better way to do that than to, you know, have their, uh, have the show that everyone's really talking about, their main champion, lose. So... Well, we'll see what happens, and we'll see what the rumblings say in the next few days. Yeah, sure, we'll find out a little something, something about the situation. But Scarlet, I think, actually tweeted when that happened uh, something positive that this is just the beginning, and uh, that she was excited about it. So maybe there's a bigger picture item here to, that that we don't know about, and that we'll we'll see in the coming weeks. Who knows? TikTok, TikTok, mm-hmm. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. And and just to wrap up that that money in the bank card going into that Roman Reigns Edge match. Get your thoughts, fellas. Uh well, I'm looking forward to Edge versus Seth Rollins for sure, for sure. Yes. I'm very much looking forward to that match. Uh that is going to be oh, man. Phenomenal. I just can't I, I like I like how I, how I like how Seth after the match was saying to Roman. If it wasn't for me, he'd be champion right now. Mm-hmm. 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 You get what I'm saying? So, like, yep. that was, I love that. I yep. That was pretty cool. Like, I love yep. that whole dynamic there. So, yeah. It, it, they're, they're teasing that at some point that's yeah. going to happen. You don't know what the dynamic is going to be in terms of face hill, but they, it may not be a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, even a year from now. But at some point, right before The Rock and Roman Reigns happens at WrestleMania 20, 30, 32. 30,000, uh, you're going to see <laughs> you're going to see Seth Rollins in, in Roman Reigns lock horns, and it's going to be an amazing match. Their careers are mega stars yeah. now. Yep. yep. Yeah, I, have a, I have a serious question, man. I don't I don't 
I can't recall any time or the last time Roman has gone over on Seth. <laughs> I don't think he ever has. But Seth has gone over on Roman. Yeah, several times. <laughs> several times. He beat him clean one time right before the, um, Dean Ambrose cashed in that money in the bank. If you guys remember, he beat him clean, like clean, pinned him one, two, three in the middle of the ring, like no interference, nothing, just beat him. Yeah. 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 No, I don't think Roman Reigns has ever, ever beat Seth Rollins. And I think that's going to play into the story. They may bring and, that up. Yep. That's exactly. definitely going to play into the story. That's definitely going to play into the story. Yeah, but no, I, I'm I'm excited for Edge Roman Reigns. I'm excited. I don't know why for John Cena Roman Reigns. I don't know why. I genuinely feel like there's legitimate animosity there. I feel like there's there's actual. I don't like you. <laughs> think there's some real heat. <laughs> yeah, the yes. I think there's some real. I don't, promo, I don't like buddy. you. There. I feel call like this. Promo. I just feel it. I just feel mm-hmm. it. John Cena called him a, an effing asshole tonight. I mean. Yeah, woo. Yeah, yeah. On TV at eight o'clock, <laughs> I was like, "John Cena mm-hmm. coming hot and heavy." But and it's two no. guys who have dipped in the in the Hollywood. They've gotten their feet wet with Hollywood, and so I'm sure they've got a lot to say. I mean, Roman Reigns. I can't wait for him to say pull John Cena's uh, tape up from his Rock uh, feud to say, you know, I do this here every day. Remember when you said you used to say you used to do this here every day? I'm not just here, you know, showing up for 15 minutes and then remember that. doing something from satellite. Oh, live right. from satellite. Uh, yeah. Bring it those from words, satellite. Remember those t-shirts? The rock. Remember those, those t-shirts? Great promos. I, I I bring it from satellite. Like, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. wait for Roman Reigns to tap into that. Yeah, there's um, so much they can do with that. Is, they can really go great into point. it. But they can really go into it. But you think um, Roman goes? Are, are his next three opponents until WrestleMania? Is it is it uh, Cena, Rollins, Rock? That's pretty star-studded. That's that's a blockbuster lineup for him. Yeah, I, I thought the way they were going to originally do it was Edge, um, uh, Cena, Rock. They gave me Edge a little bit early. I'm still holding out. I, I'm still. I'm. I still don't doubt the Daniel Bryan factor. I know he's not signed. I know the AEW rumors. Impact's doing a lot of different things, and he wants to go to New Japan. So. See, seeing him on another brand is still possible, but I'm still holding. I'm still there saying that you might see Dan O'Brien slide into there for for one of yeah. those pay per view feuds too with Roman. But no, I, th- I think you're. I think you're kind of in line in the nail on the head. That's those are his next opponents. It's pretty mm. star studded. That's a big deal. If you want to make a star, if you want to make a star for this generation, that's how you do it. Yeah, I, I how we forget about Big E, man. You can't forget about no. Biggie. We did. We covered no, Biggie no, already. We, 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 yeah, we went. We, we gave an extensive uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, praise to Biggie. No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about in this segment right here. What oh, you guys yeah. were talking true, about. true, true. Oh, okay. No, it, I was like I was saying. I was saying Luis a little bit ago. I kind of mm-hmm. think Biggie. That's that's a long story. That's a long build. I think. I think that's going to be a, a longer, a longer build. I think they're going to make us try to forget that actually he's the money in the bank holder. He has the right to like challenge any champion. And then it's just going to happen like amazingly, like kind of a la Seth Rollins, like where he's like, oh shit. Yeah, actually he, he has the ability to do that. I forgot. I think, I think it's going to be a longer build, but when we get to that biggie, I, I actually don't know who he's going to have this program with. I hope it is with Roman Reigns, but it could be with Bobby and I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Built the storyline on both sides yep, when it so, comes to that. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yep, they planted seeds on, on both ends. He might be the first person to be like, I'm challenging both. Well, winner take all triple threat. I'm challenging them both. What's up? He could be big and 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 biggie's believable enough that you'd be like, I don't know who's gonna win this match. That is true. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, interesting, interesting time in wrestling. It's looking good, though. Looking good. How, how can we forget about Goldberg? How can we forget <laughs> about Goldberg? What's going Easily. on here? Easily. We're not going to talk about it. That's how we forget about it. Welcome back, Keith Lee. <laughs> Goldberg Welcome is back. back. So is Keith Lee. That is, that is right. Two great points. <laughs> hey, they got, they, Bobby, Bobby, they're building Bobby the legend, so he's got to be the legend. I'm okay with it. The almighty. Yeah. True, the true Goldberg is some sort of transitional champion. That'd be a shame. That'd be garbage. Yeah. <laughs> if Goldberg beats Bobby Lashley, I don't even want to put the thought in my head right now. I don't even want to put the thought in my head. <laughs> Never, know. Never know. It's very possible. I hope not, man. They are that capable man, of it. That man, that man didn't beat the Fiend when the Fiend was at the peak, man. Talk about the kids. It's for the kids. Yeah, nah, man. Sure. It's freaking. We got Goldberg pulling a Rikishi. I did it for the rock. <laughs> like, no. I did it for the kids. No, nah, no, nah, man. How do you feel if you're Goldberg knowing that you were their second option because they couldn't get Brock Lesnar? Then they turn to you. Hey, he's collecting that check. That's true. And who's next on that list? Kane? How far down does it get to to eventually <laughs> get to Kane? But no, I mean, <laughs> no, but literally, like when Goldberg's music hit, I said to myself, "Can't be mad at it. Another payday for Goldberg." Yeah, you know, you can't be mad at someone getting their dough and taking it to the bank. Another payday for the man. Good for him. He's got kids. He's got mouths to feed. He's got mouths to feed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's immediately what my thought was when I saw his music hit. Another payday for Goldberg. Good for the man. <laughs> But who is who is down that list? That is a great question. On that legends list, right? You go to you go to Brock, Cena, your edges, Goldberg. When do you get to Kane? When do you get to Kane? <laughs> he's an emergency. He's like, is he is he a raw type of? He's not really a pay per view. He's a Royal Rumble spot. Like when he pulled the fire alarm. Yeah, that yeah, is that's the point you get to Kane. I guess the Undertaker, but he's he's stayed retired. He's he's yeah. been pretty good about it. No, I think I think Undertaker is actually going to be done. Yeah, when they really see the Undertaker again, out and, and we re- Batista Batista is not going to really come back. Done no, deal. He's, he's done. Batista. Yeah, he's done. Have nobody on that level. I don't know who's have, on that list. They're going to be recycling Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Edge and eventually Daniel Bryan through through for the next decade. Yeah, unless you come come to Daniel Bryan with something really lucrative, but who knows if he he's even looking for money at this point? You know, I, I I I do. Even though I say I believe Daniel Bryan will be back in WWE at some point, I do believe the fact that we see these four companies working together. Once Kenny Omega eventually collects all those belts, seeing Daniel Bryan come after him, ooh, it's gonna be yeah good. It, it'll revitalize good. his career. He won't go back and, and be recycled in the same creative booking over and over again and try to try to spark some magic on on his 
you know, whatever he's, oh. he's dealt with and said he can do the dealing and he yeah. can yeah. be a creative genius <laughs> in any yeah. of those other places and be a part of the exciting new journey. Another phase in his career to do what everyone else is doing. Who's hopped jump ship. It, there's no time like the present either do that. You, there's never been an opportunity like this where he can literally go to one company but yet still work for three others or still work with three others and right. still work with people talent from that company without having to deal with the backstage politics of a company that he may not really want to be a part of. So it's, mm. it's definitely a good opportunity for him. Definitely. But really quick, before we, before we move on and before we go, how can we forget about the biggest return of the weekend? The most, the most unexpected, most surprising, most, most uh, uh, iconic return of the weekend. D.H. Smith, Harry Smith, back on the WWE branding. Harry Smith in Austin Theory versus I don't even know who they took on in a dark match. But <laughs> Harry Smith is back in the WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. You want to hear my prediction? You ready for it? Yeah. It's huge. And it was really under the radar. It's Crazy. huge. Here's my, here's my prediction. 205 Live. Here he comes. Putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> 205 Live. <laughs> classic, classic WWE. That's coming, what I'm saying. Coming to a WWE main event stream near exactly. you. D.H. Smith versus um, Jackson Riker. <laughs> <laughs> and my homegirl, shout out to my homegirl, Samantha Irvin, man. Samantha Irvin will be introducing them in the ring. Uh, so... And so, real quick, man, like I said, shout out to Samantha Irvin, who, who is now the voice of WWE main event uh, as far as ring announcing. And you guys may see her on NXT television yep, with some interviews. Yep. But she is an avid supporter of the Unsanctioned Podcast. I can say that. She supports us. She rocks with us, man. Hey, thank you. Shouts out to Samantha. Shouts out to Samantha. Doing great Absolutely. work. Keep you, keep doing your thing, girl. Thank yes, you. yes, you yes. Oh man, it's, it's, she's a Massachusetts native man. Shout out to her. You know, she knows she knows the homie George. Yeah, Big George, Carol. Big George, Big George. Big George got to come back on the show. We got to get George back on the show uh, really, I, really it's, soon. It's, if we can, it's gonna if be we tough can. now. He, he, he's property of the Matrix. He's a busy. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. He, he, he's he's stamped and he's official. So we'd have to go the proper avenue. Proper avenue. The voice. But, but respects George. We know, we know, we know, we know. Behind the scenes, you you would really want to come on the show. We'd love to have you. You're always a friend. Anytime, <laughs> open door policy for George. George, yes. a for, fourth co-host, fourth co-host <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Definitely, man. Uh, right. we didn't even, we didn't we didn't touch on Fighter Fest, but real quick, AEW. What do you guys think of Miro's new AEW TNT title? I love it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot I fire. Agree. Hot fire. Hot fire. I agree. Yes, sir. Loved I it. I agree. Loved it. I loved Ricky Starks getting a nice pop for his one, two, three. Yeah. Yes. His moment. Yeah. That was great to see that the crowd put their stamp on it. Yeah. That was awesome to see. Good for him. Much love just- Ricky Starks, man. He's definitely in my stable. Yeah. yeah Ricky yeah, Starks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, amazing talent. Yeah. An amazing talent. And, and it could have, like, he could have gone either way. Could have gone either way, even up until recently. And, and that moment there was like, okay, he's for real. And people see it. They're behind him. Now rock with that. Roll with it. Mm-hmm. And he looks and good I, with the belt. 
Some of these little guys yeah. look a little funny with it. He looks good with and, the belt. Yeah, and it gives it gives that belt relevance. It does. You know I mean? It gives it a little meaning. So and allows and allows Brian Case to branch out on his own and be himself. And now they can build a star. In, yeah. in, in, in the man beast Brian Cage. So, yeah. yeah I kind of liked it. But, you know, like, Fighter Fest, I think we recap Fighter Fest in the next episode because yeah. Fighter Fest, two. Or week two, it's coming around. However, what I will say, and this is probably a controversial take, I love and I feel right now that this has potential to be the best thing going. Malachi Black Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yes. Yeah. That promo was everything. That mm-hmm. was my fountain of youth. I am so looking forward to their matches. Like it's not even funny. Like I'm I'm there with bells and whistles on. They're so, gonna tear the yeah. house down. And how about the continuation of storyline on behalf of Malachi Black coming with the with the, the eye. eye with the eye. <laughs> Right, that wow, to <laughs> the Ray Mysterio, <laughs> WWE. yeah, yeah. Yep. Seth Rollins, yep, no, yeah, that w- I love the continuity, uh, and keeping that storyline up. I also love the dichotomy, the dichotomy between Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes in terms of all black Malachi Black, all white Cody Rhodes. Just even, awesome. even seeing that, even seeing that was dope. The visual of that was dope. That, yeah, like you said, Jay, that's going to be a really interesting program. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm that to me has feud of the year potential and I'm here for Absolutely. it. Yeah, I'm I actually for it with you. And eventually when we get to Malachi Black versus Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. <laughs> Oof. Baby steps. And, and Oof. Uh, just, just, now that you even just highlighted that, because I was I was going to try to refrain from doing it. However, shout out to AEW for long term storytelling. Long what they're do- yes, what they're doing with Hangman Adam Page is pure. Yeah, they're doing it right. Pure yep. excellence. Yep. So and-, and and everyone is behind Hangman Adam Page. Where you hearing the chance of cowboy shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. And his music like, is dope. I love the music. He, he, he's super with the Dark Order too. Like, and, and yep. just the. Just a tad bit, like, the Dark Order, honestly, after the passing of Brody Lee, could have really went down the drain and, and just been like a, a, a novelty act that's just on being they the elite. They expanded very easily. Yeah, you know I mean? Outside of, you know I mean, everyone is big on Silver and Reynolds. You know what I mean? Johnny Hungy, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, just with Hangman and them being around one another, I felt just adds a huge, like, next tier yep. to both sides and they yep. complement each other real well man yeah so I'm, i mean think about it who are the two most sympathetic figures in aew right now hangman the fact that going back to his even the aew's first pay-per-view if you remember going for the championship when they first introduced it was hangman versus chris jericho and the heartbreak of losing to chris jericho and being the first person to be able to get that title and lose it and then you know he had that phase where he was drinking and he was down on himself and he was depressed then he had the phase with kenny omega where he wasn't really the hot member of the team broke up with kenny the dark order part the dark order the sympathy they have with the unfortunate passing of brody lee oh man two those those two 
fusions of those two two entities in AEW. The fact that they really melded them well. And like you said, Jay, they're doing a great job with the long-term storytelling with Adam Page. They're really building them up. Going back to the start of AEW, the fact that he lost the first AEW Heavyweight Championship match to Chris Jericho. His story is really going to be, when he eventually gets that title and he gets that one, two, three on Kenny Omega, it's going to be one of the loudest pop, probably the loudest pop in AEW history. I'm trying yeah. to tell you guys, like, all in. Louise, she was there. Like, granted, it was a weird segment <laughs> when it came to, excuse me, all out. It was a weird segment when it came to Hangman and, and wrestler who will not be named. Uh, because of the controversy he's involved in. However, like seeing that and then seeing how, you know, as you referenced, Julio, he lost the very first AEW World Heavyweight Championship match, but people were so much behind him. And now seeing that he's going in two years removed from the event where he was supposed to have won that AEW World Heavyweight Championship, yeah, it's going to be bonkers when he wins. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, it's going to be on the levels of, like, a city winning a world championship, a world series or something. So I think it'll really elevate him to become a mainstream name. I, can yeah, I think happens. he's there. He's there. Getting there. Yeah, he's I getting think, there. Because they've handled there. it correctly. They've done it in a very careful and thoughtful manner. That's why. They didn't rush the process. And they knew what they were doing with the long-term storytelling. They knew what they were doing when they paired up uh, Hangman with Kenny Omega and they became tag team champions. That's the beauty of it. We all knew in the moment, too, that this was just, it's just being done to give them history in AEW. You know what I mean? And now look at where we're at. It's amazing. I respect it. You gotta love it. They're gonna go Good work. Good work, Tony Khan. Good work, Tony Khan. Trying something new. Mm -hmm. I try to rub that off on your women's division. Give that, give, that, give, give that same uh, star power to Jay Cargo, please. But shout out to Britt Baker, DMD. She's got a great thing going on. It, it didn't take me too long to buy in. At first, I was like, uh, I was like, DMD. Yeah. Everyone's saying it. If there's one thing AEW got, it's great heels. Gotta work on that, the face side. But they got MJF some great is heels. the greatest heel, period. And he's 24 yeah. 7 in character. And 1,000%, Kenny Omega is better as a heel than he is a face. Let's face it, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen. He is not a good face. He is an amazing heel. An amazing heel. The, the Don Callis uh, marriage is great. It's great, His too, promos because again better. wasn't a great mic worker. Yep, so at all. Don Callis has helped all. to carry that. Yeah, for sure. Era. But now for Kenny sure. is kind of, he's, he's progressing. You can see it. For sure. For and we'll sure. skip over 6 and 9 me, Don. Yeah, <laughs> we'll pretend that never happened. <laughs> never happened, never happened. That wasn't a thing. That was just for YouTube is. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to come back at you. We're going to do Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. We're going to do part one week and one part two. And week two. We'll get it. We'll do it. Exactly. You already know. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. So in the meantime, as we mentioned, keep up with the Unsanctioned Podcast. Where, Jay? Everywhere you name it, we're there. Pretty much Amazon, iHeart, right? Tune in, Stitcher. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, verified. Must I say more? Yeah, yeah. Apple Podcasts, of course, Plant. and social media mm -hmm. at Unsanctioned PW. And 
through email. Send us a line. Unsangedpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, leave a review. We love you. Likes, Thank you for rocking please. with us. Share on Twitter download. at Luis Vasquez 617. Follow me across social media at Connoisseur. That's C O N N O I S S E U R 781. Find me on your Twitter machine at the juice underscore U P W. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your latest installment of State of Wrestling brought to you by the Unsanctioned Podcast. Hit the line, Jay. You already know, man. This is the Unsanctioned Podcast. We are now being unsanctioned over your airwaves. Till the next time, peace and love, y'all. Peace. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here. Never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair. Can't be shook. You know the wolf smell fair. Throw him in the trunk. Turn your man to a straight spit. No tire, just money so fire.